the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jesus is always our high priest and always our mighty prayer warrior. That is Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, call us today at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. As a reminder, you can tune in to the live worship service held every Saturday at 11 o'clock and Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You're most welcome to be our guest either online or in person. We will have more details on that as we continue with today's broadcast. Today's message with Pastor Michael Oxentenko is the conclusion to Our Mighty Prayer Warrior. Here now is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentenko. When you felt discouraged and alone, Jesus was right there praying for you as if you were the only person in the whole universe because you needed him, he was there for you. And Jesus was praying that you would have faith, hope, courage, love, confidence, character, moral worth, God's assurance in your life, and legal and relational justification by faith so you are accepted every single day of your life as he holds you with the power of an indestructible life. Friend, Jesus is praying every single moment of your weak life in the Holy Spirit as our mighty prayer warrior in the awesome power of Almighty God. I'm thankful for Jesus. That's the bottom line. If you will not reject Jesus, his constant and effectual prayer for you, Your mighty prayer warrior, Jesus, will pray for you all the way through life, right into the kingdom of God. You will get there if you cling to him. His prayer will get it done for you today and every day. And in the judgment day, he will bring you to God. Because of Jesus, friend, you have perfect access to God every moment of your life, every day of your life to the end of time. So what is the key and the hand of faith that unlocks heaven's storehouse, the most holy place? What is it? It's prayer. So prayer is faith in action. Hebrews 4.14, Paul writes, Since then we have a great high priest, I like the word great, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. It's easy to fall away if you don't pray. But if you seek Jesus, you're not going to fall away. Verse 15, for we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. That means we have a relevant high priest. We have a caring comforter. We have someone who really understands. He's not just talking to us. He really knows we've been through. Verse 16, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now the key noun here is confidence. And the key verb is draw near. Because of Jesus, 
our mighty and great prayer warrior, we have confidence by faith to receive all the mercy and all the grace we need in life to draw near to God, to the throne of God, to come right into the most holy place by prayer with our need. Man, that's awesome. That's why Jude, the brother of Jesus, told us to build up our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit that keeps us in the love of God, inside the most holy place, so we have most holy faith. And thus our lives find rest and we are safe in Jesus. Oh, how we need this kind of prayer that is the key in the hand of faith that unlocks heaven's storehouse in the most holy place. Friend, when you pray sincerely to God in faith, you are exercising a saving faith in God and Jesus Christ. Some people say, well, what's saving faith? It's when you pray. When God measures your faith, God looks to see if you are praying to him in sincerity, honesty, in the Holy Spirit. Look at Luke 18, 1 to 8. Now, here's a parable Jesus gave on prayer. Talk about prayer without letting Jesus direct the thoughts would be kind of foolish here. And he, Jesus, told them a parable to the effect that they, and what does the text say? That they should what? That they ought always to pray and not lose heart. That means all day we're praying kind of people. That when you are constant in prayer, you cannot be overcome with discouragement. I'm going to make a little confession. When I pray, I sometimes verbalize out loud. Does anybody verbalize out loud when you're praying in the kitchen or whatever? Now, my wife prays in secret. You know, she like the secret place, and she says, Honey, just don't make a lot of noise. So she's upstairs on the phone talking, and I'm downstairs. Oh, Lord, help our church. Help this or that. You know, I'm verbalizing. She's saying, What are you doing down there? I says, I'm praying, honey. She says, Well, it sounds kind of strange to me. I said, honey, I'm just praying. You see, friends, it's okay. Just pray any way you can. If you have to mumble your prayers, if you have to write out your prayers, if you're silent your prayers, you just pray. And my wife and I have different ways of doing it. So I have to go outside sometimes to pray those earnest prayers in the secret place. You may struggle with discouragement. You may feel rattled, but it will not overcome you when you are praying. So pray. Keep on praying. I think if many people could realize this, it would do away with most psychotherapy needs. Now, not all, but if you could pray, and you could pray constantly, when the sense of God settles in, there is a peace that comes that only prayer can provide. Verse 2, he said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor regarded man. Now, in this regard, the judge is not like God the judge. He's the opposite of God. Verse 2, And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Vindicate me against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will vindicate her or she will wear me out by her continual coming. This is an amazing parable. In the parable, the woman is bothering an unkind and unjust judge who's the very opposite of our very kind and just God. She prevails with him because of her continual nagging and coming and nagging until she gets what she wants from the unjust judge. Persistence is the point of the parable. Now don't forget that Jesus continually makes intercession for us. Jesus is consistent in his prayer life for you. So he wants us to be consistent also. Because our God, who has the exact opposite character of the unjust judge... Because he exists within the most holy place, 
God will be different from this judge. If we are persistent in our prayers, he will quickly vindicate and justly answer our prayers because he wants to answer our prayers. But we must persist in prayer. Look at verses 6 and 8. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God vindicate his elect who cry to him? And what does the text say in verse 7? They cry to him what? Day and night will he delay long over them. So I use this verse with my wife when I'm crying out to God. I say, honey, God asked me to cry to him day and night. Get some earmuffs. It says, will he delay over them? I tell you, he will vindicate them speedily. Nevertheless, and here's the question, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? What he's asking is, will he find people praying? Because when you pray, you're exercising saving faith. When you pray without giving up, you have faith, the kind of faith that God is looking for. We hear a lot of people talking about end-time perfection. And I get irritated by it, frankly. I get tired of people focusing on themselves too much. I don't like narcissism. We all struggle with a little of it, or maybe a lot, right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. We do. But when you focus on yourself as if you're the center of the universe to save the whole universe by living so perfectly, the universe says, wow, look at that superstar Christian at the time of the end. You're really a narcissist. I want to live for God. I want to be obedient at the time of the end. I want a sinless life, not because of me, but because Christ is in me. I want to glorify God because God accepts me every day in the journey as I grow. So I have a reason to live for God. And I could care less about impressing the universe or anybody else. Friend, God will reward you with eternal life if you pray. You hang in there with him. The weakest saint who will not let go of God by prayer will be saved. So build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Revelation 14, 12. Here is a call for the endurance of the saints. Those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So pray. I was visiting the website possesshispromises.com. Has anybody ever heard of that? Possesshispromises.com. Where I found these seven keys to faith-filled prayer. So I'm going to borrow from that website. I can't improve on them. So I'd like to share them with you here. Faith-filled key number one persistent prayer. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. God tests our faith by seeing if we will continue in prayer. Persistent prayer is persistent faith in your life. There are many things we ask for in prayer that God will only give to us if we keep on praying. Key number two, group prayer. Matthew 18, 19, and 20. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name. Now, God's name is God's law, his character. In other words, if they're gathered and they agree with who God is, they're in agreement with his character, his name, his law. There I am in the midst of them. There are times God will only answer your prayer when you pray together with somebody else. Maybe the answer would bring pride into your life if you got it and nobody else prayed for you. Maybe God intends for others to benefit from the joy of an answer prayer, not just you. See, you're not the center of the universe. And so we pray together at prayer meeting in small groups so that God will answer our prayer, and not just my prayer, but our prayer. 
In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus doesn't say, My Father who art in heaven. Jesus says, Our Father who art in heaven. Thus He taught us how to pray as us and we to Him. And that is how the Lord's Prayer is our common prayer. Not just our individual prayer. Our common prayer. The perfect prayer for every one of us who prays to our Father, God in heaven. Jesus is sharing prayer as He's teaching prayer. Faith-filled key number three is value-based prayer. John 14, 13, Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Why does Jesus want to answer your prayer? The great reason why is not for you or me. It's not because you're some superstar Christian that needs to be answered all the time. No. Jesus wants our prayers to work like his life, death, and resurrection. He did it for the glory of God. He wants our prayers to be for the glory of God. Christ lived and died and he rose again for the glory of God. Everything in life for him was for the glory of God. When we value God's glory and we pray a value-based prayer in this way, our prayers become effectual to the glory of God. They are thus unselfish prayers. Faith-filled key number four, abiding prayer. John fifteen seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask, what does he say? Whatever you will and it will be done for you. Of course, when you abide in him, you're thinking like him. When we abide in Christ, that means we stay with Jesus. We don't give up on Jesus. We give into Jesus' opinion and will in our lives. His will becomes our will. And when we pray, we are then and only then praying for the will of God in the Holy Spirit. God answers the abiding prayer of faith for the person who abides in Jesus. Faith-filled key number five, forgiving prayer. Mark eleven twenty-five. and whenever you stand praying... Forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father, who also is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Now, in our secret place, we often kneel when we pray. We come to church, we stand. I've noticed that. Friends, when you stand in prayer, when you're in church, remember the person who needs your forgiveness and pray that you can forgive them. The last time I checked, we were all sinners. Is that true? I don't want to ask anybody if they're not a sinner here. How many of you are a saint also? The Bible says we're saints. But we're sinners by nature and we fall short of the glory of God. It says in Romans 3, people who ignore that fact are simpletons, scripturally speaking. The Bible says all have sinned and all continue to fall short of the glory of God. We don't have to explain that verse away. It means what it says. And so Paul says... By works of the law will no one be justified in God's sight, since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. We need to know that. But God has provided a right now righteousness good enough for the judgment day because in Jesus, God has forgiven us. In Jesus, God holds us. In Jesus, God's, Christ's life is sufficient for the judgment day. His robe of righteousness is exactly what we need. We need forgiveness every day of our lives to be in Jesus. And that means we need to be forgiving kind of people. This business of holding grudges is contrary to righteousness by faith. We can't do it. And that's hard for me because sometimes people get under my skin, frankly. Yeah, people get under your skin. Well, every one of those people gets under your skin. Jesus died for. When we forgive others who wrong us, we are forgiven by God whom we have wronged. We are not forgiven because we forgive, but only as we forgive. God will forgive you no more than you forgive someone else. God will give to you what you have given to others when you forgive others. 
It takes sincere and fervent prayer to forgive people who manipulate you, abuse you, speak evil of you, seek your harm, or just simply mess up. We'll continue with today's Reaching Your Heart and Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. So please stay tuned. If you'd like to attend the worship service, I will have details on how you can do that here at the close of our broadcast today. You can always attend online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Many archived messages are available there for you, and you can attend the live service in a streaming format at that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Let's continue now with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in today's Reaching Your Heart. Number six, key number six, confessing prayer. James 5.16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. When you can admit your faults and errors to others in the church... God can admit you into the kingdom of God and declare you to be righteous. Did you know that? You say, oh, I don't do anything wrong. I don't do anything wrong. I'm a good guy. I'm a righteous holy woman. I don't do anything wrong. Well, you're not going to heaven because the fact is everyone has done wrong. That is why we should get perfectionism out of our experience. We don't need that kind of end-time narcissism. We need an abiding, walking faith with Christ that brings the true obedience into our lives, which is humility and honesty. Righteous men and women are people who know they need forgiveness and cleansing in their lives. And when we admit this truth in the inner person, we can pray and God will answer our prayers. God hates an arrogant prayer like the Pharisee who said, I thank thee that I am not as other men, and especially these sinners like this publican. But God loves the humble in heart when they pray like the publican did. God be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus says that publican went to his house justified because he prayed the right kind of prayer accepted by God the Pharisee was not remember every saint has a past and every sinner has a future in Jesus don't act like you are not a sinner you are but you're also a saint God will never accept a fake prayer from any of us who are arrogant this way it is in our brokenness that we are healed and mended it is in our honesty that we face the future without fear Faith-filled key number seven, pleasing prayer, which is according to God's will. 1 John 5.14, and this is the confidence which we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. When we pray according to God's will, we please God. Thus, we should always pray for God to get his way in our lives and prayers and not for us to get our way. When his way is our way, we will receive exactly what we want and need. When our way is not God's way, we don't need the answer to that prayer in the way we want it. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed, Not my will, but thy will be done. Friend, Jesus wanted to live. That was natural. It was his human nature. His survival instinct was at odds with God's mission for him. So he had to surrender his human will, his survival instinct, to die, to glorify God, to save us at the cross. That was the will of God. He said, Not my will, but thine be done. Christ submitted his human will to the divine will and faced the cross. And Christ says we must take up our cross daily and follow him. We must do the same in our sphere for the good of others. About two months ago, Diana lost her job. My wife lost her job. She was so happy. It proved to be a providential thing. 
She wanted a vacation. She got a good long vacation. For me, I had to pull all the bills and the extra spending down and make it all work. Her mother and father were sick, and she was able to spend about six weeks with mom and dad in Tennessee. She was hard to be found around here. People says, where's Diana? I said, she's with mom and dad. I, of course, lived on dry cereal and bad cooking during that time. Oh, the joy of having Joy back in the house. My wife's middle name is Joy, Diana Joy Oxentanko. Now, my wife Diana is the consummate optimist. I tend to be the negativist, a little bit pessimistic in the family. She says, get optimistic, Mike. I said, yes, ma'am. My wife is the consummate optimist. Every difficulty for her, she sees it as a massive opportunity for an adventure and success. And so she turned her situation into an adventure, and she dragged me along for the ride. She says, I am so happy I can do something new. When she got back home, she said, honey, while I look for a job, we can go for a date together. I said, oh, I love dates, doing DoorDash. I said, what? She said, DoorDash with a smile on her face. We can do it together. I said, honey, I'm busy. She said, we can call it a date. How could I refuse? So two weeks ago, we went on our first DoorDash together. Diana has signed up to the DoorDash app that lets you know how people are hungry in your area. If you have a DoorDash app, you'll know people are crying out for food all around you. As we were driving around, she would find something nearby with a good tip, close, so you don't spend a lot of gas money. And she tried to optimize her decisions, not always, but usually. So we would scurry to McDonald's or Taco Bell or any other restaurant, for that matter. And then you receive the food and then hurry to the house that needed it. If in trouble or confused, she would just call the DoorDash contact number and they resolved the confusion. So she got from A to B just fine. In fact, they follow your car based on your GPS coordinates. Diana said, honey, do you realize they're tracking us right now? I said, that makes me feel real good in the days of Big Brother. She said, if anything happens, they're going to know where they kill us. We're going to be all right. I said, no, you're not. GPS coordinates, you know, they follow you. They watch your car's movements. Here's the good news. We made $140 that night door dashing on a date. Of course, I let Diana keep all the money, and I paid the gas. What do I like about door dashing? It's not the food. It's not staying up late. It's not scurrying about to deliver it. It's not driving the snow and the ice, which we did that night, or anything like that. I like being with Diana. That's what I like about DoorDash. I don't care for anything else about it. When we are DoorDashing together, we are together. Now, prayer is a little like DoorDashing. Someone sends a message out there to someone that they cannot see and they're in need of food. You take the food, you pick it up, you deliver it to the person in need, and it's all a good deed. All the way, there's someone out there following you with that GPS to make sure you don't get lost. Dear heart, we all need the right kind of food in our lives. We need to know that when we call for help, someone will reach us. God hears every prayer that you send to his throne in honesty and sincerity. He sends angels from the throne room of God into your home and your life to deliver the food you need for your soul. He sends men and women as angels at times so that you become the answer to their prayers if you're living out the life of God in your life. 
It may inconvenience you to go on God's errands, but it's worth it. God will put you, if he has to put you into trouble, to put you where you need to be to make a difference for someone else. The reward is not the gold and the money and the riches of heaven, so much as it is Jesus' presence in your life. Why is prayer important? Why is serving God important? Because Jesus is with us. We go on a date with God through Christ when we are door dashing for God in prayer. And when we pray for others, we minister to others, our prayers ascend to God for the good of others, and thus our needs are met too. And when that happens, don't be surprised to find out that you are the angel God sends into someone's life because of your prayers and theirs, or maybe even more, that your life is a providential life that matters. I'd like to end this sermon with the Lord's Prayer, which is our common prayer together to our Father God. Matthew 6, 9 to 13. And let's stand. I'd like to stand to our Father God and pray. Now, when we stand, what are we supposed to do according to Scripture? We're supposed to forgive, aren't we? When you stand praying, forgive. Our Father, which art in heaven, say it with me, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That will conclude our Mighty Prayer Warrior. Today's Reaching Your Heart with Pastor Michael Oxentenko. Join us again next time we get together for another edition of Reaching Your Heart. Remember, you can find this one online at reachingyourheart.com. Thanks for listening today. We would really love it if you would join us for our worship service. It's held every Saturday at 11 o'clock and Wednesday at 7.30 p.m., either online or in person. If you would like to join us in person, that address is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland. 20707. Or if you're more comfortable, you're certainly welcome to watch online at reachinghearts.org slash video. Reachinghearts.org slash video. The live broadcast will be streaming and available for you on that website. Reachinghearts.org slash video. Thanks for listening. And we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.